There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done, we're having a night Oh boy it's August. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. Where did the summer go? Where did your summer go, Ari? My summer went to the Berkshires. Sure did. Yeah. And your summer has taken you all over Europe, Asia. Yeah. World traveler oh right Oh, my here. God. Ari was in a fantastic show in the Berkshires doing Skin of Our Teeth at the Berkshire you. Theater Festival. She, everybody was great, but she really stole the show. Oh, I got to say. You, so you really much. did. You did she incredible was a really work. really fun one. And Sophie... Big Singapore trip, shot yeah. a short film, traveled around Germany, Slo- Germany, Slovenia, Slovenia, Austria. Wow. Yeah, it's been quite a quite a summer. And like it's not over yet. It's not over yet. I don't want to start mourning it already. But you know what is over? <laughs> the first season of Having a Night. I know we did it. We did it, you guys. This is you may not even have known that we were doing seasons, but we're doing seasons. <laughs> Guess what? And this is the season finale of season one of Having a Night. Your new favorite podcast. We, sh- we sure hope so. Yeah. So we're taking off the whole rest of August, um, and we will be back on September 5th. For season two. For season two with all kinds of guests, all kinds of episodes. We're kicking it off with like a big old summer recap, including some episodes that I recorded while I was in Singapore with incredible people. Yeah. Oh my God, it was amazing. Um, we're going to be talking about wine. We're going to be talking about food. <laughs> okay, what else do we ever talk about on this <laughs> podcast? Jesus Christ, we'll somebody kill me. We have some interesting guests next season, I think. But yeah, so we're being European. We're taking off August, as all decent human beings should be. You I know. know. Why isn't that a rule in this country? <sighs> it's really upsetting. But so we will be recharging, gearing up for season two, making all kinds of special things happening. And happen. if you guys have any suggestions for things you want to hear in season two, you can always write to us at... Hello at havinganightpodcast.com. Yes. Oh, my God. We'd love to hear. Yeah. If there are questions that you have or, like, people that you want to hear from or friends that you have who you think are amazing hosts, we would love to have them on. We love suggestions. Yeah. But, okay. So, Ari. Yeah. Let's talk about what we've been eating, drinking, doing, cooking this summer. Yes. What was, like, your favorite meal of the summer? Okay, this is crazy, but I, I it's so up your alley, you're going to die. Oh, my God. I had this salad. Don't judge me. I, listeners, I'm not judging. I'm not you. Not you, the listeners. Okay, I had a salad at this amazing restaurant in Great Barrington in Massachusetts um, called The Prairie Whale, which I believe was started by um, these restaurateurs from Brooklyn, from, like, the Marlowe and Sons Empire, and they moved out there and started their own restaurant. Farm to table, blah, blah, blah. On the menu, special salad, cabbage, blueberries, feta. And I was like, "Eh, I'll try it. So I get this salad. I'm with a friend and a few other things to split. And it just blew me away. It was shredded Napa, Mm -hmm. fresh blueberries, um, a lot of mint. Yes. uh, This amazing feta. You know that feta that's – it's not too – uh, hard. It's like yes. in between. Mm-hmm. So it kind of crumbles, but it's kind of sticky. So like yep. these huge chunks of that toasted slivered almonds. Of course. And of course the dressing featured secret superstar tahini. <gasps> mm. And it sounds like too 
fatty with the feta and the tahini. It was, and the almonds, it was so good. And there must have been a lot of lime in it. But I, I need to recreate it. Wow, that I sounds so to. yummy. And really fresh, but almost fresh in a way that's, like, not totally savory in a really nice yeah. way. Like, I feel like cabbage and actually lettuce in general, it's, like, because it it has so much water, mm-hmm. it lends itself really nicely, actually, to, like, a blueberry situation. Yeah. But that sounds amazing. I love cabbage so much. Shout out to cabbage. You, you really do. I made myself a... Fan. a um, I shredded some cabbage and sautéed it the other night and just ate a gigantic bowl of cabbage. As you are known to do. I was in heaven. Yeah. You're like, come over for lunch. All I have is half this head of cabbage. I'm like, okay. think about what you could do with that head of cabbage. I mean, it's amazing. It's true. Did we talk about cabbage in our Dinner on the Cheap episode? I think so. Yeah, of course. It's a great, versatile, cheap ingredient. Yeah, great. What was one of your favorite things that you ate? Oh, man. So I was making a list of, like, all of the great things that I ate, but I have two things. I'm going to narrow it down to two. Two things that stood out. One was I was just in Slovenia with my boyfriend, and we took a hike in this valley, and at the end of the hike, and when I say hike, I mean a walk. Um, Uh I was in Birkenstocks the whole time. Um, (laughs) At the end of the hike, there was a dairy with... Nothing around. I mean, you're staring at the the Slovenian Alps, the Julian Alps, and it's a tiny wood hut. Clearly, she had no electricity, nothing. And all she had was a dish that was basically sour milk. So it's like almost in between a yogurt and a milk, almost like a buttermilk. Okay. A strudel, like I think it was a blackcurrant strudel. Uh And cheese curds. I'm shaking. In clarified butter. Oh my. With homemade bread. And it was, everything tasted so like the earth that it had come from. And you were looking at the earth that it had come from. I mean, I was, my eyes were as big as saucers. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Wait, how did you, did, how did you arrange it? Was this, she has hikers or come through or? Yeah, so she's like on a hiking trail that people take every single day. And it's a restaurant or is it like? It's, I mean, it's her house, it's her dairy, it's her restaurant. So there were like a bunch of people there okay. when we were there. And so I came- you knew, you went on this walk like expressly to go to this dairy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can, oh so the hike God. continues and you could keep going, but we turned right around after the dairy. It wow. was unbelievable. So that was like also very moving. Yes. And then my other one is in Frankfurt, where my dad is from, there's a place called the Kleinmarktala, which is like a huge indoor market with produce and cheese and everything and there's a woman there who has a sausage stand that is so mind-blowing and when my dad and his brothers are in town it's like without it's like they have esp Uh or like antennae because without even communicating to one another inevitably you go to the verse stand and the other three brothers are already there it's like so ridiculous so we just had the most amazing gelbwurst and Anyway, she has, like, a bunch of different kinds of sausages. Are they all pork, or they're all different kinds of meat? I think they're mostly pork, but with really, really spicy mustard, and it just comes on, like, a teeny paper, like, a rect- teeny paper rectangle yeah. with a brötchen, like, a little loaf of bread, and it's just the most perfect thing in the world. So you cooked a lot this summer, I feel like, because you were out at your house, that house in the Berkshires. I mean, I don't want to lie. I didn't cook as much as I usually do because it's, like, a shared house situation, And sometimes we could do an episode on this. Sometimes when you're living with people who you don't know very well and you do cook, you don't want to like reveal it because then 
you are expected to cook a lot or to impress people with your cooking. Or they'll just take advantage of it and be like, well, Ari's probably cooking something tonight. Or like, like, oh, that's what you made? Oh, I thought you would be making something. Like if I'm having cereal, like, oh, that's you didn't make that cereal. (laughs) Not that that ever happened, but that's my panic. (laughs) And I also had so much work to do that I've kind of cut myself a break. And I knew I'd be cooking a lot, you know, coming up. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to let myself order food to go and and, yeah and go out to dinner it's funny because like as much as I like diss sweet green and dig in and all of these places Mm -hmm. because I think they like kind of discourage people from cooking sometimes it's so nice to just be like what if you just didn't take yourself so fucking seriously and just like got a meal from dig in or hue kitchen or whatever and it's delicious right like there's a reason those places are popular even though I think they fly in the face of everything this podcast is about (laughs) (laughs) But I did, you know, set up a charcoal grill. Um, they had a gas, and I was like, I need to, I need my charcoal. It's yeah. just not the same. And grilled up a bunch of great, you know, the local lamb up there. The, I love those little rib chops because oh. you can do them so fast. So good. So and good. Do them fast, leave them rare. Leave them so rare. Yeah. And the place I was staying had this great herb garden and some just vegetable garden. Yeah. So I was making a lot of pestos, and we made that pesto with your dad and yeah. that kind of put me on another pesto cake. garlic scape pesto so good so dangerous you mean heartburn dangerous mm, like more like you just reek dangerous right yeah yeah are there any like any of the great meals that you've had this summer anything that you want to steal oh you want to steal that cabbage oh, dish i gotta figure out this cabbage dish yeah. the one thing i'm worried about is how to it was so crisp so it must have just been dressed like obviously right before they played yeah. it because i don't think you can if you pre-dress it, it'll turn more into a slaw was well that's I'm trying I'm doing a movement for Ari she in which like charades. imagine cabbage dangling from my arm. Was it like this or was it like as in was it still hard or was it floppy? Oh, oh is that what <laughs> yeah. that was not okay. This is it me was, showing you the flop. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. Hard. Okay. It okay. was like Napa, so that's like the long kind and it was cut like against the long wrinkly kind. Yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like cut, you know against the grain. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like long strips of it. Right. Right. Like a, like a like a Chinese chicken salad that we the God racist Chinese bless chicken salad. America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I my love gosh. It. What about you? Uh, anything you want to cook again or steal any recipes you want to Yes. So there was a dish in Singapore called Thunder Tea Rice that was so amazing. So it's from the from an area of China where the people are called the Hakka. Hakka. So they're from China, but then like this dish kind of made its way to Malay with the Hakka Chinese. And it's rice with peanuts and tofu and scallions and boiled or sauteed vegetables. But then the sauce, the dressing is made with, you know, the usual basil, mint, cilantro, peanuts, sesame, but then with tea leaves. Oh, wow. So you put all of these things together in a blender and then you add boiling water so that the tea actually steeps. Oh, wow. And then you pour it all over the rice with the tofu and the peanuts and the greens. And it is so aromatic. Yeah. And, like, I know that there's a Burmese tea salad, which is really different because it's actually like you're, you're eating the, the tea leaves. But this was 
it was just so good and so green. Right. The color is beautiful. But the, the dressing is quite, um, it's like very pourable. Yeah. You know, it's not thick. It's like really pourable, huh. but then the rice so- soaks it all up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, just for like a a Tuesday when you've got nothing going on. <laughs> God, I want to eat that. Yeah. So yummy and really so fresh. Complex. Yeah. Yeah. So that wow. was kind of something that I would really love to recreate. And also because you can, you can, you can do that here. Yeah. It has to be green tea. You can't get, you can't use like a roasted tea. Oh, I see. Um, but if you get like a cheap quality green tea, you can absolutely do it. Wow. So that for sure. That's really cool. Let's like look back on season one. Yeah, let's go down, take a stroll down memory lane. Oh, wow. Let's do that. We started in February. Can you believe that? No. I mean, we've, we've talked to a lot of people and learned a lot of things, a lot of episodes, yeah. 30 episodes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I hate to pat us on the back, but we got to pat ourselves on the back. We do. And I'm trying to really celebrate the small things. Yeah, small me victories. too. I think it's really important. I think especially as actress, it's really yes. important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, let's just go over, like, some highlights. Like, yeah. I'm going back to Bianca and oh. how much we learned from her and what an honor it was. I was so nervous to meet her. And then she's just, like, such a cool girl. She's and the best. Yeah. Talking, her talking about cougar juice was just... Yes. I know. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you just gotta break down and have that glass of cougar juice. Exactly. Nothing wrong with it. What I feel like I loved that she said that I'm still working on implementing it, but someday it'll happen, was like with like, but opposites attract. Yes. That like if you remember that in terms of pairing wine with food, mm-hmm. if you remember that, it'll serve you well. Of course I'm like, wait, wait what does what that, does that mean? mean? You too. I'm but, like, uh, hey, go back and listen to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then we had, of course, Sue, Sue Chan, yes. who's just blowing up right now. Oh, yeah. As she should be because she's, like, a magician behind yeah. the scenes of, like, every restaurateur. And, yeah. And I feel like that really set the tone for us talking about high-low, mm-hmm. mixing high and low, and also, like, candles. Candles. Atmosphere. Atmosphere. Well, I was just thinking when you were talking about the Alps and how much it was, your experience was informed by the atmosphere. And that's really what she specializes in. Yeah, totally. And like not being scared, conviviality. Yes. Yep. Buzzword. She was our first, she was our first guest. First guest. So I think technically it's episode three. We had like our little intro and then we had the first episode with us and she's our, yeah, she was really our first guest. And like really helped to set the tone I think it's such a fun way yeah and kind of helped us expand our view of what this podcast could be just I think you and I could just talk about food forever so yeah. it's good to have her on early so we could yeah think about atmosphere and invitations and yeah. fascinating to hear when she does these big events like how many people they invite for the first round and then like the b-list comes in I loved all totally. that well we learned about sake bombs with Austin Power, the what master. a gem. Oh my God, he's great. He, I mean, he should really have his own podcast. I bet he will. Yeah. I have he's a feeling. so knowledgeable and charming and funny. Yeah. And really kind of saying, I just love that. Don't be scared. But also, like, if there's someone there who knows sake, tell them what you're in the mood for. Don't just say, I don't like sake or something light or, I don't know, a genmai. Like, get, you know, be like, I want a sake that tastes, that's chewable. Yes. You know, like, yeah. I want to talk that tastes like a 
meadow. Yeah. Or whatever. It's, just I guess that's what you're supposed to do with wine, too. And I'm yeah. always like, um, dry? You know, <laughs> I was once with Harry. We were at a fish restaurant, and he asked the, the wine person there. He was like, I'd love a white that's smoky. Ooh. And she brought it, and it would, that would never have occurred to me. A tear came to her eye. <laughs> she said, you're who I've been waiting for this whole time. I, this wine, like, changed my life. It's, like, one of my, become one of my favorites. It's called, what is it? Oh, God, I don't want to pronounce it poorly, but Roure, Roure, R-O-R-E-E, French white, and it's Roure, Roure, Denmark. And it's so good because it doesn't, sometimes whites are so light that you're like, oh, great, it's great for summer drinking, but this had real heft and body, and it was, anyway, it was great. That's awesome. And we had Alex on. Oh, we had the best. Just the best. And her, I just think about Alex, like, traveling around this personal, amazing personal chef with her, um, Emulsifier, oh, yes. yeah, in tow. Like that's her secret. That's her weapon. Exactly. That's her like Marvel character. She's totally. got a cape and like an emulsifier, exactly. a cape and a Cuisinart. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and making soups. I was to about start to say cold soups. Soups, soups. In fact, I was just making a list of like what I wanted to cook more this summer. Soups. Yeah. A cold avocado soup. A cold cucumber soup. Actually, our friend Danny Levy. His mom makes this amazing chilled cucumber soup. Really? Yeah, I have Shout the recipe out to Jill. at home. Shout out to Jill Levy. We should send her this app. Yeah. So good. I love a cold soup. You know, we learned a lot from my dad. We did. I mean, did we, though? We Guys, did. Okay. I love my dad so much. I think he's an excellent <laughs> podcast guest. He he's is. never made anything that has tasted bad. I mean, maybe every once in a while he gets, like, really excited about an ingredient like yuzu, and it fucks everything up. I love yuzu, but, like, maybe not on a lamb chop. Yeah. We did a burger episode with my dad. Mm-hmm. Bonus right before episode. the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And do you know what he did on the 4th of July? He brought pre-made burger patties. I'm shocked after everything we talked about. They were terrible. They were disgusting. I've never been more disappointed in a I, human. I just have to say to our listeners, so I get a text from Sophie being like, I am so pissed at my dad right now. I had to just stuff a bunch of hot dogs in my mouth to, like, calm myself down. I, literally, <laughs> guys, because he called me and he was like, oh, like, I found these pre-made, burger, pre-made patties when I was up on Arthur Avenue. He was saying this to me, and I could feel the blood rising to my face, and I could feel myself getting really angry. And I was like, that? Sophie, cut your dad a break. Cut yeah. your dad some slack. So I did. And the burgers were fucking terrible. Right. I was so pissed. I mean, I must say, I, I still think I'm I'm chasing down that summer burger. I have not had. I haven't either. I haven't. It's making me sad. It's like, I feel like a, the sun sets. It's like the end of a Western movie. And it's like, <laughs> and I was still chasing down that summer cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the elusive burger of summer. I mean, I've tried. I've made... I've made only a couple, and they weren't great. I went to a, some bad barbecues. Mm. Uh, Never bad worth buns. it. Yeah. Um, Should yeah. we talk about some, like, tricks that we talked about? Oh, yes. Well, well, we talked about punch, you guys. We love We dropped punch. a lot of knowledge on that punch episode. We did. Well, we it's think we did. one of my favorites. Did. But I had somebody recently be like, huh, punch. And I was like, yeah, yeah. punch. Just a big mixed cocktail. Yeah. Get well, over it. Well, I think the new thing is to call it a large format cocktail. It's I punch. Know. Exactly. Because large format is too uh, 
Uh-huh. You know, it's like too fake fancy. <laughs> so he was just making the gesture of um, tapping a tapping a cigar, a, a tapping a cigarette. Was? Exactly. Oh, oh who? <laughs> yeah, large call it, format. Call it's it a, a punch, and everybody will have so much more fun. Yeah, and then you don't have to buy wine or worry about pairing. You can put it on the other side of the room so people don't bother you. That was another that our antipasti episode. Yeah. Get out those things where all you need to do is decant and then put them on the other side of the room so that no one's standing in the kitchen going, what are you making? Can mm-hmm. I help? Mm-hmm. The worst. Getting Miserable. people out of your kitchen. Getting people out of your apartment. We yeah. discussed that a bit with a few different guests. <laughs> Shut off the lights and yeah. close the curtains. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Well, the salad episode, I feel like making sure your greens are super dry, always having a salad spinner is super important. Yep. And putting the dressing at the bottom of the bowl so you can toss it later. Yeah. Serving things room temperature so you don't have to worry. Serving things room temp. I mean, we talked a lot about not being scared of time, money, mm-hmm. and generosity, right? It's like you yeah. don't have to spend a lot of money to throw a great dinner party. You don't have to have a lot of time to throw a great dinner party. You don't even have to have that much space. You just no. have to have the will. Yeah, really what I feel like our first season was about was conviviality, mm-hmm. as we always say, and about hopefully encouraging people, our listeners, yeah. to invite over some friends, invite over some strangers and and cook for them or order in a pizza and like make a night really fun. And we hope that you guys have enjoyed it. Yeah, embrace the unknown, you know. Oh, wait, hold on. I also wanted to say that I learned this really exciting word yesterday. Ultra crepidarian. What? Which That's means one word? It's one word. Ultra crepidarian. U L T R A C R E P I D A R I A N. Wait, can I guess what it means before yes. you say? Oh my god. Okay. Does it mean ultra crepidarian? Does it mean someone who's so into crepes that they <laughs> they um <laughs> they get like a, they eat a certain number of crepes crepes and so that they become like a doctor? It's, you know, it's interesting. The doctor part is close. Okay. Like a doctor of crepes. So unfortunately, it has nothing to do with crepes. Okay. But it is, it's one who expresses opinions on matters outside their scope of knowledge and expertise. So meaning like, you're talking to me. That's what we are. We are ultra crepidarians. We are crepe doctors. We are the crepe doctors. (laughs) And don't let anybody tell you different. But I just love that so much. It's like a faux expert. I love that. Convinced that they I are. I love that because when I describe our podcast to people to try and get them to listen, I'm like, my friend Sophie and I were not professionals. I keep repeating, we're not professionals. Exactly. We're amateurs, and they're like, well, why would I want to listen? I'm like, well, we're really good at it. But, exactly. but it, yeah. no, I just say now we're all crepidarians, and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. exactly. Would you, you don't like know? to know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, it's been an incredible season, and thank you all for listening and for your support and. So many of you have reached out to us and written to us and followed us on Instagram at having a night and just please continue sign up for our newsletter. Yeah. Um, We always put in some fun uh, recipes in there and fun facts. And I'm just so excited to see where we're going to go in season two and beyond. Me too. Take over the world. We want to say thank you so much to obviously all of our guests, many of whom we just mentioned, who made this podcast this season really what it was, because I feel like, God, without them, we would have been flailing. Yeah. <laughs> and to Rebecca Cobert, our amazing associate producer, Woo-hoo! who has come on board in the last like month or so and really 
God helped us tighten things up in a way that we would not have been able to do on our own. Yeah. To Colin Schmeling, our unbelievable editor. Yeah. Oh my God. You should have seen Ari and I trying to like learn how to edit these things before he came on. We were like, well, we'll never get, we'll never launch. No, no, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Thank you, Colin. Thank you so much to new neighborhood. Our production company has been so helpful with getting this thing off the ground and providing so many different resources and support and, Mm -hmm. And thank you to the Jazz Assassins for our incredible theme song. Oh my God, we love it so much. And Every time Lorenzo I hear Wolf it, for producing it and and connecting us, and also he's Amos's younger brother. Exactly, Just, fantasy families, pa- fantasy party's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, to Authentic Management, my managers who have helped us put this whole thing out and put it together, and Ad Large who literally put the thing out and have helped get us ads. You guys, we can't believe that we actually got ads in the first season. I it's know. Really exciting. I hope you guys have tried some of the products and were satisfied. Or- yeah. Hey, tell us if you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, most of all, I want to thank my amazing co-host, Ariana oh Venturi. So I want to thank you. We're, I'm so proud of us. Me too. Yeah. So we spent a lot of hours together this past year. We really and have. It's been it's awesome. It's been amazing. Yep. Let's go get a drink. Yeah. Love you guys. See you in September. Cheers.